brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Well, on today's show, uh, it's going to be a little different. We're doing a roundtable. Uh, we have Dr. Kathleen Toomey with us today, who is the commissioner of the Georgia Department of Public Health. And this was going to be a one-on-one with me talking to Dr. Toomey. But before we, we started, we had a great conversation. Uh, a group of us were talking about the vaccine and asking the questions that I think audience members are asking. So I, I'm joined today by Spencer Graves and uh, Kristen Gates from 94.9 The Bull in Atlanta, because you guys were asking the really good questions and uh, to Dr. Toomey. So it was an interesting conversation, so we thought we'd just transfer it over to Georgia folks this weekend. Dr. Toomey, welcome. Good Great to, see. to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, to... we're, we're so excited. We feel like, well, you are a local celebrity for anybody in the state of Georgia because we've seen so much of you. I mean, it's got to be crazy for you to sort of just be doing your job. Do you even remember the last thing that you were really working on before COVID? Actually, no. <laughs> it just seems like uh, this has been uh, forever all ago. We've done yeah. for uh, I don't think more than a year and a half. Yeah. 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 And what I do like about um, this little roundtable we have is that I think we are representative of a lot of the people that are listening because we're not all on the same page. And we all do have different questions that are most important to us. Are we all in agreement yeah, to absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was it was good to have you guys in. Because you were asking, you know, we're asking the, the questions that everybody else, I think, is asking around. So that's, yeah. yeah well, and we so. would also say that if you are listening right now and you are so tired of hearing about vaccinations and COVID and there's nothing that anybody can say that's going to change your mind on your stance, whether you are for it or against it, I would say give us at least the next 30 minutes yeah. and you just may hear something that might change your mind either way, that's potentially, right. right? That's right, yeah. Yep. So, Dr. Timmy, where do we stand right now uh, as far as the numbers, hospitalizations, uh, vaccinations, and so forth? Right. And as far as vaccinations, we are have stated about 40% of Georgians are vaccinated. That is, uh, that is to say, uh, the flip side of that is that 60% are not vaccinated. Yeah. And these are the... Um, uh, concerns because the as we see an increase in cases and a dramatic increase quite frankly almost a vertical line increase of the Delta variant uh, this variant is extremely contagious it's just very easy to transmit uh, from person to person and seems to make a beeline for those mm -hmm. who are unvaccinated as I explained to some of my staff earlier this week we think we know COVID, but this is so different. It's like a totally different disease because it is so easily transmissible. And so it's not like COVID was a year ago. It's a different, it's truly a different virus. And so it's almost as, as we are relearning how to address this and what measures we need to take to protect everyone of all ages. Isn't that the real concern, though, is... Yeah, 40% of the state are vaccinated, 60% aren't. This is a novel virus, meaning that it's new. We're seeing a different variant. There are probably a lot of people whose biggest fear is, I don't want to be a guinea pig for something that's ever-changing. Well, I really appreciate that concern. I, I truly do. I think the one thing I can say is this vaccine is has been tested. They've done all the kind of preventive work in the development of these vaccines that they have done for every other vaccine. It's safe and effective. And think about it, millions, literally millions of people, not just in the U.S., 
but around the world have had it. And we aren't seeing um, complications, but we do know very well the complications of COVID. And the, because this variant uh, does is is not uh, is so difficult uh, because it is so transmissible, and the vaccine that we have now does prevent this variant. It's really important to us to try to get more people vaccinated. The concern I have is that the this virus changes forms mm. as it is transmitted from person to person. So, are, but are we seeing that with the vaccine, while this changes, are we seeing that the vaccine still holds up? The vaccine is absolutely holding up. And that's, I think, our, our concern is to try to... Well, uh, race the the variant and get it, as many people vaccinated as we can as quickly as we can to stop the spread. This is really the only way we can truly get back to normal here in Georgia. So if somebody said to you, "Well, I made it through this first round of COVID and I was just fine," and I've seen people that have had it and and they don't die, what would you say about this new Delta variant? Well, this variant is so easily transmissible that you're likely to spread it to others, including even your children and grandchildren that you may not have worried about before because it wasn't as, as transmissible. It appears to be uh, more deadly. You may get sicker from it as well. They're still studying that as well. And I think the other thing is that we don't want this to turn into something else. We want to stop it in its tracks right now. We have the means to do that with this vaccine. And do you believe that if, if we are still lagging at this 40 percent rate and because the, the way to stop the virus, it, it, it would seem if you're going off numbers and, and you say that you needed proof, it seems that those that are vaccinated are not the ones that are dying from this virus. It's almost uh, a miracle. This this mm. vaccine, and I I will say, you know, President Trump was was brilliant in the way he uh, he supported the development and the rapid but safe development of this vaccine. I just want to challenge you on on one thing, and I'll do it respectfully. When when we bring up that we don't know everything about this virus and it is novel to say that if we get everybody vaccinated we will be able to end this or we'll be able to stop this is that is that 100 percent unequivocally the factual truth that if we get everyone vaccinated this covid this delta variant all these different variations of it will cease oh i can't say that for certain but i can say what we know is that because it is so easily transmissible and this vaccine works against this particular virus, that we can shut this down and and try to protect the people who are unvaccinated. So now. truly minimize to the point where we can get ahead of any sort of research that we're doing. It kind of buys us a little more time to make sure that we're stopping this. Absolutely. And I think the, I, I think we had said this is a race against the variant and the vaccine. And I understand people have concerns, but this has been uh, tested and used literally in millions of people yeah. all over the world. Who, who are the groups in Georgia that aren't getting it now? Is it rural or, or, or certain you know, people of certain ethnicities? Or who are some of the people that are just lagging behind and getting it? Many people in, in rural Georgia mm -hmm. are not getting uh, vaccinated. And I think there's a, a lot of concern about, um, you know, what how this vaccine was developed. And, and again, I, I say that the, the, the way it was developed was absolutely safe. And the same safeguards were in place uh, that allowed every other vaccine that was has been used. But uh, others, uh, uh, communities of color mm -hmm. uh, in, in some areas are co concerned as well. Some of this has to do with cultural challenges. Right. Some of it Is has it a socioeconomic divide as well? Uh, some, some, I think more. Some of it has is a political divide, and I, and I, which, which, makes me sad, right? As a, as a physician and, and scientist, because this, this is not a political issue. This is a, a public health issue that needs to be addressed. Both sides do take a part in, in how that divide has been handled, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. definitely, yeah. So I, when I, uh, and I have no problem saying I, I voted for Donald Trump. 
And when I talk to my friends, you know, I think it's all really important that we respect each other's decisions. Uh, but I am a numbers person, despite whatever my political preference is. And the numbers are telling me that the vaccination is smart. And one thing that I have said to my friends is, if it's about a Trump thing, then let's remember that the majority of the research for this vaccine happened on Trump's watch. He just ran out of, a, of time before it became yeah. available. Is, is that a, can I say that and be factual? I, I just said it. Okay, well then, well, then I feel very smart. And, 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 and the other thing to, to say is that if you look at who's in the hospital now, who is dying now from COVID, it's virtually uh, 99% uh, unvaccinated people. So these vaccines were developed to prevent these long-term compl complications. It doesn't bother me that someone may get a mild infection and, and still be vaccinated. What we're trying to do is keep these um, vaccines from killing people, or viruses. Right. Sorry, right. that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> this is up to you. Keeping these viruses from killing people and they work. Yeah. And and as we look, it doesn't matter where we look, whether we look here in, in Atlanta at Grady Hospital, who's in the uh, in, in hospitalized with COVID, or if we look up in North Georgia or, Ga or Gainesville, Northeast Georgia Hospital, it, it's the individuals who are unvaccinated that are now uh, filling the emergency rooms and, and, and being hospitalized. The reality of the situation still exists, though. When you have politicians telling you you should get the vaccine when you have people that you may put in line with a certain candidate saying you need to get this vaccine there's mistrust with american society and politicians there's mistrust that exists among people and doctors there's misinformation that everyone is seeing how do you combat that and also maintain the fact that we're Americans. We have a freedom of choice. We have always maintained a freedom of choice. No one should be able to tell you what you do with your body. I, I think I can really appreciate that. And I don't disagree with that. I think giving people the facts, laying out what the options are, giving people time to think about it, and particularly to see their friends, mm -hmm. family members, others safely get the vaccine, what I would hate to see is that people wait until friends and family members die, which unfortunately we see happening in some other states. Um, there's been a great uptick in people getting vaccinated in Alabama and Arkansas. I've talked to the public health people there, but that's because people are reacting because they have so many people dying. We don't want to get to that. Right. We hope that we can make people understand the safety and, and give them comfort without having those worst case scenarios happen. I've had people say to me, I, I don't want to take the vaccine because uh, these people took it and they got sick. They got this or that, or, or they had other health issues that it caused. So it's unproven. It's not FDA approved. So I'm concerned about getting another illness. Um, what about that too? We don't have any evidence that, that, yeah. it, that it, of that at all, and right. we have really this has been studied and is probably better monitored than any other vaccine in history because there's uh, records of everybody and and most of us who have gotten vaccinated have have been reporting our symptoms every day. We we um uh, I have heard one of the things that I've heard which really troubles me is that. Uh, Many You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Young women have heard that this vaccine may cause infertility. They won't be able to get pregnant after getting the vaccine. And that has been studied. That is not the case. This vaccine is an RNA vaccine, but it doesn't enter your DNA. It doesn't modify your genetic code in any way. And I think it's just the because of the name and RNA vaccine, mm. it makes people think that it's something weird. 
uh, or something different. But in fact, there have been other RNA vaccines, and this is a technology that has been used before. And so I think is if we can um, not force people, but just give them the facts, I am hoping that uh, people will understand uh, the safety and the value of doing this for their own health, for their community, but also so we can stop uh, this continued yeah. spread in the in Georgia. We want Georgia back to our where we where we love it to be. Yeah, and, and this, where we could walk there, into a store and not, not either be judged worry. or judge exactly. when we see a mask. Yeah. Or we don't see a and, mask, and not have to wear one eventually. Yeah, <laughs> right. so we all exactly none of us right. like wearing exactly. one. So, right, right. Yeah, and, and neither do I. Yeah, and and to that, what about the mask? You know, uh, people. You know, we got away from it for a while, and it, and the stores would say uh, it's optional if you've been vaccinated. What about now? If uh, we're getting some mask mandates, but what about vaccinated people? Should they wear masks as well right now? And, and I know that th this has been so confusing to many people, including me, yeah. Um, yeah. who has worked in public health for many, many years, because there's this changing messaging, again, as we know more and more about um, the virus, and as we know more and more about the, particularly this Delta variant. And I think as messages change, that doesn't instill confidence that the public health sure. community knows exactly what they're doing. But the issue was that the recognition that even unvaccinated people, you know, are, are, are particularly at risk and very close contact can transmit it. And that vaccinated individuals, too, can probably transmit it because they can get the infection, although won't get sick and will be protected. So it's to ensure that uh, to try to stop that transmission for, for the unvaccinated as well as the vaccinated. So how do we give that information out to people who might be on the fence when you have President Biden saying months ago that if you get vaccinated, you won't have to wear a mask anymore? That's a very definitive statement compared to backpedaling several months later and saying, well, the reality is if you're vaccinated, you should go back to wearing a mask. There is this big tug of war that happens politically that puts people in a in a in a backwards but position. But I also think that when Biden uh, was saying that, I think he was speaking as a whole. Like if we all get vaccinated, we all don't have to wear masks again because if we're all vaccinated, then we have a way better chance of not spreading the virus. Is is that right? Well, I, I think he actually said that we uh, we as un, un, as vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask. And now we're seeing that we're trying to stop the spread and particularly indoors. Um, even individuals who have the va the vaccine may get uh, an, a mild infection. This is something new. Uh, again, I know it drives everyone crazy that these this is changing guidance and it's very difficult to message but the safest thing the best thing the safest thing for everyone is to mask indoors now vaccinated or unvaccinated being outdoors is is uh, is certainly um safer and if you're unvaccinated please you know wear a mask as well because again the transmission of this variant is so easy this really became real for me COVID as a, as a whole where i remember when kristen and i started talking about COVID at the tail end of february 2020 and then when the world shut down march 13th i remember uh saying to kristen that this is a thing that's kind of sweeping from asia and it's going across the europe area and then it's coming to the united states it really hit home when a friend of hers had a family member who passed away. Mm -hmm. That's when it became real for me. If people don't have those personal connections, how do you explain the severity of what this Delta variant can do? And I'm going to say it in the least PC way possible, Dr. Toomey. Can this Delta variant, is it more likely to kill you than the, the variant that we've all been talking about for the last year? It's, it certainly is more likely to infect you. It, it seems to be more likely to put you in the hospital, and it may lead to. I can't say because I, I'm I'm too much of the the scientist to say I don't have that information yet. But it may be more likely to kill you as well. But but it's certainly more likely to infect you. And and I just want to say that, you know, this became real for me from the beginning. My neighbor 
became infected. Several neighbors became infected. My sister, who works in an emergency room, became infected. And so I've had so many of my friends and colleagues um, get very sick, very sick. And Did um, you ever deal with any loss? Personally, um, I haven't, but many of my uh, colleagues at work have. Uh, thankfully. And, um, you know, several uh, friends of mine from high school have contacted me about how sick and they have been. And, and, and several of my friends have long COVID. And long COVID is, is something that isn't talked about. It's a long-term complication of a COVID infection. And even a mild infection can leave you with these long-term um, problems with kind of fuzzy thinking or muscle weakness or even problems with your heart. And, and I, I, again, I, I know I keep saying this, that we don't know about this virus, but the more I hear about it, the more I recognize that this is one of the worst viruses that I think we've ever encountered in, in humanity because it is so contagious. It has so many complications and it, it doesn't affect just your lungs or your nose, it affects it could potentially can infect every part of your body. Earlier, you asked about the demographics and yeah. the, the yeah. people that aren't getting it. Yeah. Does COVID, does the Delta variant attack different demographics, different communities differently? Only if you're vaccin- unvaccinated. So, so it it's purely a vaccinated to unvaccinated absolutely. variant. So mm-hmm. it isn't to say that if you are close to someone who's who's infected it doesn't care what race you are what ethnicity you are um you will, will acquire the vaccine you'll you'll get the the uh, virus because it's so easily transmissible yeah. i mean it, it's so whereas before you they've required some period of time right and it, it this is because the they say the viral load there's so much virus in in uh, infected people's nose that it's just easy to mm-hmm. to transmit it hits you fast basically it hits you it's fast, really fast right. and hard and yeah. so it doesn't matter who you are where you are um what your background is it's just it yeah. will if you're unvaccinated yeah. you're likely to get infected what do you guys hear from your radio audience every morning on your radio show you have a huge audience so i'm sure that it's you know what are you, we what are, are you hearing, hearing uh that people are tired of hearing about yeah. vaccinations they're tired of hearing about covid i do think that there is a belief among those who live outside of our perimeter if you're um, outside of the atlanta area there's a circle that goes around atlanta and it's about 200 miles wide and um, a lot of the people that listen to our station don't live inside that perimeter they they are out in the country and they're out in the country because they don't want to be in the city and they just think that this is something that uh, has not been researched enough which we've touched on they think it's something that um, you know they've got friends that have been through it and they survived or they've had some mild symptoms and they were just fine um, which we've also discussed today already and there are a lot of people that are it is 100% a uh, conservative versus a liberal thing and uh we've hit on that a little bit and for some people it's all that together yeah right and and that's the real fear chris and i have been having conversations with people over the last year and a half about what COVID is what the coronavirus at the beginning all these different names and there is the reality that the goalposts have changed you know different suggestions have been made a lot of people feel like well if you're so smart you should have all the information i think myself and i won't speak for anybody else i understand that scientists have to go through a level of understanding to get to a decision that is factual and real um there is a big fear where people don't want to be a guinea pig they don't want to be the government's test to figure out what this is but I also rely on myself. I got vaccinated for measles, mumps, and rubella when I was a kid. I've never had measles, mumps, and rubella. I had the chicken pox when I was a kid. I've gone through different things, and that's what kind of got me to my point in my life. But I do have a lot of friends that just, it really is the political side. I don't want to yeah. be a test dummy for the government and what they want to do. Right. I, I really appreciate that. And I think it puts uh, me uh, in a position where I have to really, I think, um, 
articulate this in a way that, you know, say this in a way that people can be confident that I don't have a political agenda. We have a public health agenda. We try to save lives. Right. That's what we're doing. And, and um, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. I, I just think yeah. that. Uh, but you are tied. I mean, that's the thing is a, I, I can appreciate you saying that. You are tied to politics because you were appointed by the governor. And there is a there is a growing amount of people who don't trust the governor of Georgia. They don't trust what has been done in the state for various reasons. As a medical professional, that has to be difficult because you get it from one side of the aisle and you also get it from the other side of the aisle. How do you get yourself in the middle to say this is where it is? I'm going to tell you a story that most people don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel that it's a blessing that I've been put here at this time. When my f- grandfather, my father's father, died in 1919 of pandemic influenza in, in This was the Spanish flu? The that, Span- okay. Right, the so-called Spanish flu. And it had, it, it, it had uh, implications for my whole family lifelong for my father and subsequently for me because of, of that loss and what that meant for him and and how he was raised. And I just thought, you know, what an incredible thing that a, a hundred years later, I'm in a position to potentially have an impact on how, uh, what is essentially a pandemic influenza um, uh, affects other families here in Georgia that maybe I can help prevent yeah. Some of those terrible things that happened to my family. Because that's generations. I mean, we're talking oh, yeah. about yeah. A, yeah. a loss in 1919 yeah. has affected my, generations my, of your exactly. family. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so, it, so, believe it or not, um, I feel it's a blessing that I was here, that there was a reason yeah. I was here. And it's but, also very personal. And it's very yeah. personal. And, and, and that I have to work hard to to kind of make sure that I'm giving my messaging in a totally nonpartisan way because that's what we do. Right. And, We're saving lives. Yeah. Right. And to that, you were in that position when you were in that position. Governor Kemp was in that position when he was in that position. Nobody could have anticipated that in 100 years that it would happen. It just so happened that he's a Republican governor and you were appointed by him. But even if it were the other way around, it would have been a Democratic governor. They would have had to deal with the same thing, and you do, you do the best you can. And I, I personally think you and Governor Kemp have done an amazing job, as of all the heads but of, of the different agencies. But, you know, it's, uh, it's your appointed time to do it, and, and I no. think you guys have and done great. And you were hitting on a on – a, I love numbers. I love facts. I, I've, I've told you I've, I've been watching you like a hawk since the beginning of all this because we saw you every single day on our TV, yeah. you know? And I think that you look at somebody and you just feel this genuine thing. And so I've always been interested in you, uh, obviously an appreciation for what you do. I, I'm not looking at you on one side of the aisle or the other, but I, I, I do – I am interested in who are you and, and, and have – People um, taking, you know, shots at you. And and uh, what do you wish people that are listening right now knew about you, Kathleen Toomey, not the doctor, the, the woman, the human being? I think um, that I literally have spent my entire life trying to improve health in communities all over all over the world. Because I've worked as far north of, as Alaska, far south as South America, and, and in between in, in Southern Africa. But, I mean, I'm just so committed to this work. This is my life. This is what I mm. believe in. This is me. I but mean, yeah, you are the doctor. <laughs> but you've, <laughs> also had, you've also had personal attacks aimed your way, even from neighbors. And, and all, from all sides. I mean, it just uh, someone from South Georgia posted a post that said... Uh, uh, that I was guilty of crimes against humanity. And, and what that had to do with was the fact that we were having to quarantine some kids in school. But what does that do to you? I mean, you oh. are a scientific person. You look like a real tough woman to me. But, I mean, that's got that's got to resonate with you. It's got to affect you. No, it, it's very hard. When I've had uh, our own medical associations um, kind of yelling at me about mandate this or mandate that, um, you know, I, in the end, the governor is the policymaker. I give him my best advice, 
but he, I, he, it's his job to make the final decisions about what, what steps the, the state takes. And I respect his right to do that. You know, I'm Even here. if it's maybe not what you think he should be doing. Because I, I think he's done that a couple of times, well, correct? I've let him yeah. know what I think. Yeah. But then again, he's navigating, uh, you know, an a, entire a, state, a, a, an entire state, an entire state with looking at different through a different lens than I am. I'm looking at solely at yeah. a public health lens, and, and I respect that. And he's and and too the, the economic impact. You know, you have to keep businesses open. I know you're focused on the medical part, but then he's also got to focus you know, on keeping people employed, the businesses open too. So it's it, it, it's huge. It just resonates throughout. Every aspect of it really lives. is a domino effect. Yeah, it and, really and, is. And I want to get your opinion on how you feel the governor of Georgia has handled this among governors from other states. Uh, and I also want to ask a follow up question to that. But if you don't mind answering that first, how do you feel Governor Kemp has done handling COVID and also handling the economy to keep people from some of the other dangers that lead to death if they're not working? Right. No, I I have been really grateful that I've had the opportunity to offer advice either to him directly or through his staff. And again, recognizing that the decisions that he makes is looking at a broader picture than just I'm looking at. But I'm also looking at us as a state. I have relatives in other states. Um, You know, many of them were shut down for months and months, literally months. Mm -hmm. Their economy is not doing as well as they're doing and and there's cases are 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 rising just like ours are um so i think it goes back to how what is the right way to handle this pandemic and i think we have been learning as we go and i really appreciate you know that learning curve working with him earlier you had asked us uh and i thought this was a, a a great question that you asked of what do I need to know about what people are saying so I can be able to craft a message? One of the things that, that I've seen, I know Kristen's seen it, I'm sure you've seen it yeah. as well, is the vaccine was funded and was watched over by the Trump administration. And President Trump was talking to everyone about the vaccine and where we are and the plan. And when Kristen, you said, oh, he ran out of time because of the election. The biggest problem that I see is President Biden comes in and all of a sudden the focus changes from, as they always say, the former administration. It's almost like they never give President Trump any sort of uh, kudos or any sort of part in what has gotten us to where we are. Those two, the parties, the administrations need to come together to make this bipartisan instead of what we're hearing out of the White House and how they kind of condemn the actions of the last administration when that administration really is at the forefront of what's happening. Well, I've been very straightforward about the fact that I feel these vaccines are medical miracles. I mean, truly, Mm -hmm. they're, they're safe, they're effective. And they save lives. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's really extraordinary. And I, I do wish um, people wouldn't be angry with public health or with me personally, even in my own neighborhood where I've had people turn their back on me when they perhaps because they, as you say, they, they, they associate me with politics. People think you're both sides, yeah. don't they? And, 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 right? and that's what I'm getting at on both sides. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's been true all over the country. That there's but don't we a, need that? I mean, don't we need that from the top where the Biden administration needs to recognize that the acknowledgments of what the Trump administration was able to do got us here? I asked a friend of mine. Wouldn't that who's, be amazing? I mean, what, I mean, honestly, like that is yeah. a great that is yeah. a great point. Would that not be amazing? Do you know what I think would be amazing? if the Maybe he's done this already. I don't know if President Biden would ask President Trump to come to in come with in him and speak and together. Speak to Could yeah. you imagine? That, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because I have awesome. a friend who's extremely liberal, and I asked her straight up, would you have gotten this vaccine if President Trump was still the president? And she paused, and she hesitantly said, yes, I still would have gotten it. There are plenty of people that are like, nope, 
Biden's rolling it out. I got nothing to do with this. I don't want any part of it. And I do agree 100% if President Biden and President Trump got together in a joint effort, which we've seen from other presidents, I just have a feeling that President Biden is not extending his hand or his administration is not extending his hand to President Trump because they feel like it's, you know, whatever reason, you know, it's, it's not good for a look or whatever. But if it really is that serious, I think those two have to come together to make Spencer this. I think Spencer just crafted. I, I, think, I think you did uh, the greatest plan for vaccination. Yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, 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 not the Yelta right. conference, the Delta I know. conference. I'm also announcing my run for president oh, in 2024. <laughs> well, you know, there's a PSA I'll be with. Your health uh, secretary. I appreciate it. There is a PSA with uh, President Obama, Bush. And Clinton together. So I don't think you, it matters, though. I don't. It, it, it really I, doesn't. I, I, I wish the, the other I mean, two would get together. The, the other thing I'm hoping is we're, we're hearing, uh, in fact, as recently as yesterday, that uh, FDA may give full approval. Do we by, think by, that by would next, though? I feel I mean, like I've that's a little that too from late, a couple honestly. Of people, but I don't. I don't. I, I, but I've also heard, um, and I don't want to put false information out there. We're in the same spot you are, Doctor Toomey. We can't win whatever we say on the air, and unfortunately, when you can't win either way, we get the right. You don't, but we get to make the decision that we just don't talk about it. Mm. But you do feel like maybe you're doing a disservice to the public because while people that listen to our station will tell us, I don't want to hear any more about vaccinations, they're also the same people that will say, and I'm not getting vaccinated because we all know more people die from that vaccination than die from this virus. And you know, you know that is not factual. You know that is 100% not factual. Um, that that's what I think you are fighting too. When you ask us, you know, what do I what what am, what do I need to hear that's going to help me get this message out there? I think that um, people get their information in fifteen second videos on social media, and I think they spread that information to one another, and then that becomes somebody else's stance, and then that becomes somebody else's stance. And while that's happening, it's like a game of operator, and it, it gets changed around even more. Mm-hmm. And then it's so easy for us to say, well, we've been given so much misinformation. We don't know. We don't know what to think. So I'm just not going to do it because it's not that I'm scared of it, but I just I don't believe in it. I I, I don't know what to think about it. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And the sad part is that's every part of life right now is our officers are damned if you do, damned if you don't. Our medical staff and our doctors are damned if you do, damned if you don't. The president is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. It's we are living in a world where people get fed misinformation because it's easier to understand than facts. I mean, when you're talking about MNRA and MRNA, like all that. <laughs> and you didn't even get it right, Dr. Tui. <laughs> but that's the point. The point is I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to school to be a doctor. I didn't go to school to be a scientist. I put my trust in people who have done that. And when you feel like the information that you get from trusted sources, the CDC, politicians, people that have often thought carry trust, there are plenty of people that are like, I can't I can't physically trust that because I'm not I'm not understanding where the goal line is. I'm not understanding what the end result is. One of the hesitancies that I've had with the vaccine is what happens after I get the vaccine. Is there a booster? Do I have to get two more shots and then I'm good? I'm done? Or is it I got to go in like a flu and get it every single year? I think that's that's a very legitimate question. I was walking the dog in the neighborhood and, and uh, a woman stopped her car and asked me, are we going to need a booster for my mother? I mean, this is I mean, this is literally on people's minds every day. And the problem is because this is a new virus. We don't know. We don't know everything. And I know that that leads to, boy, if they don't know, I mean, why are we, yeah. how can we trust what they're saying? And, and that's why I think it's so critical that CDC or whoever is, is giving this information be absolutely transparent about what is known, what the data show. I, I think the uh, communications have been a little bit dodgy yeah. right. the last yeah, couple I, of times I, at CDC. Definitely. And I've, I've been honest with Dr. Walensky. I've told her that, 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 you know, it's hard and it's hard for us in the States who are kind of her boots on the ground, as mm-hmm. it were, to know what is the right thing to say. If we don't know, 
where that um, information is coming from. Do you think that we need to maybe not worry about hurting people's feelings or offending them and maybe we just need oh, to practice yeah. Let's tough get rid of love? The triggered generation thing. I mean, yeah. like oh, maybe yeah. It, yeah, it, it's, it's practicing tough love with people like i don't believe in the honor policy right now with people that have not been vaccinated i don't i i don't i don't believe that everybody in the grocery store that's not wearing a mask has been vaccinated i just don't i don't either i'm the same i think about that when i go in the grocery how do they know right you know i go in kroger because i just promise you the people that aren't wearing a mask are probably the same people that weren't wearing a mask and are not going to get vaccinated do you know what i mean and I think that goes back to my question to you. What can we, as public health people, do? I, I honestly think, and I've, I've, I've talked to many of the medical associations, that the primary care physicians, the, the, the doc you see every day when yeah. you go to get your blood pressure checked or whatever, you know, he or she is often the most trusted medical professional in your life. It's not me yeah. at, at Georgia Public Health or necessarily the health department. I think having them repeat the same information, say how important this is, and ideally provide the vaccine the way they give you a tetanus shot or your um, other booster shots. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's going to make a difference because it's going to be someone that you trust who's local. I think that's going to make a big difference. I hope it doesn't take having someone's brother or someone's mother die. Mm -hmm because of this easily transmissible uh, virus right now. I hope that we can break through some of the distrust and some of the concern uh, without those bad, bad... A lot of that comes from the voices that you hear telling you. I mean, perception is reality. If somebody is out on President Biden or President Trump or Dr. Fauci or even you, Dr. Toomey, if somebody's out on where they feel like the information is not right, how do we get that information out to where it's a trusted individual where they go, okay, I'm starting to understand this. The mistrust is the big broken link. No, I agree. And I, yeah, I think I, I head back to CDC is the source of a lot of the information. We, it has to trickle down and, and be as consistent as it can be, as even as even recognizing that we're learning every day and so the message is going to change i go back we talked about masks yeah first it was don't wear a mask then wear a mask Mm -hmm. then you know uh, free at last don't wear a mask now well and what kind of mask to wear right what kind of mask to wear and um and how you have to keep it over your nose i mean when i walk around (laughs) when you were talking Kristen, earlier about you know, the honor system and things like that. I've gone through three major airports over the last month. And the amount of people I see wearing masks incorrectly, under their nose, under their chin, you know, they say, oh, you can pull it down to eat and drink and all that. I even got chastised by a human being for not wearing a mask. I wasn't wearing one. He had a mask on, but he was smoking a cigarette <laughs> while he was wearing a mask. And I'm sitting there going, bro, well, let's That's look at one. our products of health here. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think you need to be telling me about a mask while you're chain smoking. Uh, but that's that's something that people come into people, every day. I, I've been chastised for wearing a mask when I go yeah. into to certain um, rural towns. You know, like, oh, honey, you don't have to wear that here. Yeah. Um, but you also have very real medical issues that have been well publicized that – you feel more comfortable wearing a mask. And as a person of choice... I'm not ever comfortable wearing a mask. Nobody likes wearing a mask. Uh, but I do feel a responsibility. But you will for protection. I'm a mother. I, uh, I am living with cancer. I am immunocompromised. And I have a couple of parents in their late 70s. I mean, that's that's really what it all boils down to for me. I, I, I have busted my butt to stay alive from one kind of disease. I sure as all damn don't want to lose it <laughs> right. to another down, one, down you know, yeah. to a virus. I mean, and, I'm fighting a disease here. I'm not losing to a virus. <laughs> and I hate, Matt, like unequivocally have hated masks since they started. Oh, me too. When COVID and the world got shut down in 2020, I went hunting and I went fishing more than I ever have in my life. Why? I was by myself. Outside. I was on a boat. I was outside. I got was and got running chastised a little more, for that too. And by I the got way. ripped apart by people. How dare you go out and do that? And I'm like, because I'm not going to sit in my house. Hey, you yeah. were doing the absolutely the right thing. Right. I, I was walking. Thank my you dog very much. I'm going to exit the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, was walking, well, I was walking my dog in the woods, so that's yeah. what I was doing. But uh, no, I, I think you know these are all 
you know, people are trying. Are, I think that's what everybody it is. has a story. And right? I know, everybody does. These are all yeah. real concerns, and yeah. I get that. The safest thing you can do right now is to wear a mask, vaccinated or unvaccinated, because of how easily contagious this. And the backup to that is. And this could change, but what we're seeing right now is either get vaccinated and wear a mask, or you stay unvaccinated, you don't wear a mask. That could change, but what we're seeing is death in hospitals are coming from unvaccinated people. I heard that number this morning driving into work, 6,500 cases in Georgia alone were reported, and... All I kept thinking to myself, because I pay attention to those numbers, I'm like, wow, I can't believe we already jumped up that high. And that's a short period of time. But I think for a lot of people, complete tune out. Yeah. Because for over a year, every day when we turned on the news, Mm -hmm. this is how many people died today. This is how many hospitalizations. And this is the percentage we're up or down. And it just becomes wah, 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 wah. And we had over 9,000 yesterday. Some of that was uh, kind of leftover cases from the weekend. Wow. But wow. It, this is this is getting back to when we were at our peak. I mean, we're getting back towards that those really difficult times. And, and we can stop mm-hmm. this. The, the vaccine can help us stop this. And we're coming up on flu season, too, very shortly. Um, Which didn't that, exist last year. Are we, asked, right. are we being asked so to double we, down again? What are we looking at like there? That, that if you, the first flu shot I ever got was last year. And, and because we, I was scared to death of, of what, what did you guys call it? The, um, it? the devil, I forget. But you had a name for it, Dr. Toomey, and I bought in. Gosh, I've got so much COVID brain now, I can't uh, remember my... Uh, yeah, the twin twindemic. 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 I bought, I, I, that is what did it for me because I thought, wow. I mean, I, I guess I'm going to do this flu shot. Thing. Was it was it weird last year not hearing the amount of flu numbers that we normally was hear? Was it still there? It just wasn't being covered by the media, no, or it wasn't there because people weren't because the very th- things you do to prevent COVID. From spreading. So the social distancing was working. Washing the washing the hands, hands wearing, wearing a mask. mask. Quarantine. It worked. Yeah. It worked. It worked. However, where we are right now, I, and I can appreciate you saying what you said earlier, which is the fact that information does change. I will take that more into a conscious look now, knowing that these goal goalposts, as everybody has been saying, will continue to change. The best thing is get vaccinated, wear a mask, stay unvaccinated, unva- but wear a mask. I'm still into social distancing. That's still a thing. I'm going to still hey, hunt. Go, honey, I'm still going to fish. Woods, I'm, I'm, I'm out. With you. <laughs> hey, Spencer always told me, Dr. Toomey, when this all started, he was like, Kristen Gates, this is your Super Bowl of life. <laughs> because I was the germaphobe. I did wipe down carts beforehand. And um, when I there was that like Lysol shortage, <laughs> she was out of her mind. She's like, if I can't get paper towels and Lysol, I'm going to go crazy. Not, not, actually, that was not the way I was because I keep a stock of it anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. So I yeah. didn't have to get into my reserves, Dr. Toomey. Oh, listen, I still have friends who are washing their groceries and they don't need to oh, be doing gosh, that. Oh, gosh, yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's almost what you're describing is like this whiplash. It, we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. And I think clear, simple messaging is, is really going to be important. And I would really like to see some respect among people in the choices that they've made. I, I feel like people are just wanting to attack other people for not making a personal decision that they feel is the incorrect decision. I mean, you, I, I you think feel that, that that's probably directed at me, correct? Do you feel like I've directed no, that God, at no. you? No, 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 no. I, I would say it's I, more about the guy who was chain smoking. You're both saying it about me. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, it's I all too Look, no. I mean, I've said it a couple of times already on this segment. I am a conservative. I voted for Trump. I, uh, I'm incredibly conservative, but I also am vaccinated. What? Same thing? You know, I'm, the, in I'm one in the sentence, same boat. Same exact, thing? Exact same um, boat. Yeah. I, I, I am at a point right now where I am frustrated with those that are not vaccinated. I'm, I'm respectful. Everybody gets to make their own decision. But not everybody is respectful. But it is hard to be respectful when, uh, and I said this last year, I'm a Christian. I believe that uh, we got a pandemic and God said, you have, here is your opportunity. We're at a time in our lives where we needed to love on each other, not just because of a virus. We needed to love on each other and we didn't. 
we actually didn't do very well with it at all. And as a result, I feel like here we are over a year later because we still haven't quite figured it out. And I believe in kindness and I believe in everybody uh, loving on each other and lifting each other up. And people to at this point, if if I'm going to be 100 percent honest, I feel like. It's, it is selfish not to be vaccinated, and I'm frustrated that I want to go back to normal life, and I can't because people will not look at the numbers and get vaccinated. And that doesn't make me a liberal or a conservative. It makes me a human being, a mom, a daughter, a coworker, and a friend. And and so I, I, I think that that it is hard for, for people to, um, to be respectful. I try to be respectful, but I'm not really respecting it right now. Do you know, can you believe that I was in this job at, at nine, after 9-11? And I was so hoping that what we would see in the country as a whole is that coming together. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. for public health, that was an incredibly difficult time. But we joined together as a country to say this, we have to be better. Know, we have to be better. Yeah. yeah. And and instead, what we found is just everybody's mad at everybody. We want to fight. Oh. Right. Everybody right. wants to but, fight. Yeah. But to what Kristen was saying, once I'm frustrated for the same reasons because I'm the same. Uh, but I'm also frustrated that here we were, getting almost to the edge of the we're woods to get there. out of the woods, and bam. And I'm frustrated because if people had been vaccinated, we might be taking a few more steps out of the woods, and that's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And it happened so quickly, like it seems like in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But there is the there is the point where there's unvaccinated people that are like, I can understand what you're saying. I can sympathize with that. I can empathize with that. But they also don't know. And that is still the fear that resonates, which right. is you can tell me that the vaccine's good. You can tell me that it does this and this. But I don't want to be the test. And I would rather stay away, not be around people. You know, be over there. You guys do your thing. Take your personal choice. That still exists. But the fact of the matter is enough of those people are not. I mean, that's why we still have a virus. I mean, I, I and look, I respect it, too. But that's kind of proof positive to what I'm saying. If you don't want to be vaccinated and you want to stay at home, uh, pick up your groceries, let them put them in your trunk and, and do all the things that you're supposed to do. But I just that is such a hard way of life. It's almost an unreasonable ask of, of Americans to live like that. Um, I just don't I don't believe enough people are I think a lot of people feel the way you just said. I don't think a lot of them are doing the second part of what you said, which is to social distance, stay home and not not come within, you know, six feet of people and wash hands. I just don't think I think if they were, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And, and I think the implications for everybody else are so it's so much greater. If you if you don't wear your seatbelt. Hey, you you may die when you uh, mm-hmm. when you wreck, but you're not hurting somebody else. But if you're not vaccinated, you can potentially kill somebody with no intention of doing no so intention. whatsoever. No I mean, that's what's so know. sad, right? You don't know. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just feel like we've sort of uh, well, oh boy, this is really covered, covered all the bases. I, I feel like I've been to therapy. When are you going to the woods? I'm, yeah. I want to sign up. How much up. do we owe for this therapy? I know, right? We fixed that problem. Ooh, I feel a lot yeah. better, Doctor Timmy. Thank yeah. you. This has been great, though. This has been great. I'm getting all these answers and all, and guys, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad we did this. Yeah, well, thank John, you for thank you for us. letting Absolutely. us. And Doctor Timmy, thank you for taking the time to answer some of our questions. Oh no, this is this is fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you for. Um, telling me what the questions are so we can do a better job of answering them. Right.